Tonight we have with us Wayne Coy. Wayne is a multi-award winning radio program director and radio show host. He is also the author of the 2005 book, Bay City Babylon, the unbelievable but true story of the Bay City Rollers. Before Bay City Babylon, his previous writing experience included freelance work for newspapers and magazines in Northern California. Bay City Babylon, the unbelievable but true story of the Bay City Rollers is a classic tale of rock stardom with all the trappings, excesses, anguish, and exhilaration that go with it. The book features interviews with band members and those who were along for the roller mania ride in the 70s. And, and the 10th anniversary edition features never before published photos. It also includes new chapters on the infamous lawsuit and their 20, 2015 reunion shows. Uh, Wayne has also produced the original Idol show with Ian Mitchell that featured other teen idols like Leif Garrett, Barry Williams, and Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods, to name a few. He also managed Duncan Farr for a time. And, but wait, there's more. <laughs> to add to his um, impressive resume, Wayne is entering the podcast space, and we will ask him all about that, in addition to talking about his song choices. All right. Well, I think it's time to welcome Wayne to the show. Welcome. Hi, Wayne. Hey, ladies. Nice to well, have you here. That might have been the longest intro ever. <laughs> <laughs> I got tired. I, I had to sit down for a second. You're yeah. a busy guy. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess. How so, are you both? Good. Oh, How are you, Wayne? Good. How are you? Very good. I'm excited about the show because that means we get to hear some great rollers music. So I'm fired up about that. And yeah. some really good stories, too. So that's also doubly good. But before we get into your song choices, tell us about um, your new projects that you're working on. Well, I basically have been in terrestrial radio for 40 plus years. And uh, more and more, it's not as fun as it used to be. So I decided to take matters in my own hands. And I'm, I'm doing a radio show still. Uh, but that radio show has been made available as a podcast for mass consumption. So anybody that wants to can listen all around the world. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, and for those who may not have checked out your podcast that you did with us um, during COVID, why don't you tell our listeners how you became a fan of the Bay City Rollers? Um, well, I was too young for Beatlemania, and I saw them on TV, and I saw all the girls screaming, and I was like, oh, I want a screaming girl. So, <laughs> so that intrigued me. And then from the intrigue, I, I you know got into the music and literally got into the music, which was, I guess, weird just because most of the fans were girls. But I did meet some some guy fans. I know you had Jim Wilson on the other day. He's a yeah. notorious yeah. male roller fan. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I just always thought that they were kind of uh, underappreciated for that aspect. And I didn't really care what their favorite ice cream flavor was, but I sure like to sing along and... Uh, you know, that was cool. Then I got to see them live in concert and I just thought that they were fabulous. And, um, you know, again, underrated, but it seems like now they're, they're getting their due. So yeah, everything yeah, you comes know, full circle, right? It, it, yes. yeah, you, take, you take away all the screaming girls and that whole aspect of it. And I mean, I'm getting a bigger appreciation for the music now just by doing the show. It's, it's power pop. I mean, that's what it, it is. is. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was good you know, stuff. And, and not only that, but it's it's varied. I mean, you just if you listen to the entire catalog, you know, you kind of hear 
that elementary, very basic three chord rock and roll that they did at the beginning with Bill Martin and Phil Coulter. But then you can hear them trying to grow into something else. And I think the powers that be were trying to maybe suppress that a little bit, but then mm-hmm. eventually they were able to express it. And the Duncan fronted rollers are obviously different than the less fronted rollers. And, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot to choose from there. A little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. I mean, not many people have four hour shows dedicated just to them. I mean, maybe the Grateful Dead and Springsteen, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there is, but you know there is a lot to still better than the Grateful Dead fans. So <laughs> there you go. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into your first song choice, Wayne. Talk to us about Yesterday's Heroes. Well, I was familiar with the original. So uh, John Paul Young, um, Vanda and Young, good songwriters. And I just like the energy of it. The fact that I think Jimmy Einer sort of handpicked that as a, a cover for them to do for dedication. Um, pretty easy to understand because it, if you listen to it and you break down the lyrics, I mean, this thing's almost autobiographical, more so for the rollers than, oh, yeah. than, than the writer of the song, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, the little baby DJ in me loved the fact that the chum radio disc jockey is featured prominently with his whole, you know, move back, ladies, back, back. That whole oh, thing. yeah. Uh, just, I, I thought it was produced really well. I love how they incorporated the, uh, the sound from Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto and mm-hmm. just in the mix. Rumor is there's a naughty word in there too, by the way. Really? Um, but I, I don't know this to be sure, but I've heard that, that it got buried in the mix. But it's still there enough that if you know it's there, you can go seek it and find it. So there, that's like playing backwards a Beatles record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I love it. I just think it's uh, it, it sounds almost like a live recording, even though it's not. And it's just a whole bunch of unbridled energy from the BCR. I love it. Well, let's take a listen to Yesterday's Hero.
Wayne, that was a great way to start off with your choices. That that, that just is becoming more and more iconic as more yesterdays go by. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love that choice. Um, so next you chose something off of the It's a Game album, and it's Sweet Virginia. Tell us why you picked that one. Because um, it's the Rollers do the Doobie Brothers, you know? And I always like to listen to the music for that, that uh, guitar, that staccato uh, rhythm guitar that... Uh, I understand was uh, definitely uh, a Pat McGlynn contribution. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I just thought, you know, out of everything on It's a Game, it's it's one of those that uh, I can turn up to 11 and sing along to. And I always wondered about, you know, the the girl that the guys were writing about here. Like, who is she? Was she a, was she a streetwalker? Was she a prostitute? Because I always got that vibe, you know, but Maybe not. Maybe she was just a small town girl. I don't know, but it's very doobies. So for that reason, I dig it. Well, let's take a listen to Sweet Virginia. to dedication fans remember the Bay City Rollers on TD1 Radio.
moving from Sweet Virginia to another famous girl, Marianne, what is it about this song that you like? Uh, it's a girl's name. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, um, I bought the, the 45, um, I think it was Money Honey, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, uh, the B-side was Marianne. And I just love that that piano, dun 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 dun, dun. you know that. Oh that, uh, yeah. Piano intro, I thought it was very um, uh, '60s sounding, and it fit where my voice was at the time. Um, it was one of those where I felt like you know I could karaoke the crap out of this thing, right? <laughs> so uh, I love to sing along to it very loudly in my bedroom back then. And I liked it better than, than Money Honey, I think, at the time. Now, you know, years have gone by, and it's awful tough to beat Money Honey. I think that's probably the best song Eric ever wrote, you know. But um, I do like Marianne. All right. Well, let's take a listen to Marianne. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
Um, I love that song too. And for me, I was a 45 girl. I always bought the 45s and it was a song that wasn't on any of the records. So I felt like I had something my friends didn't have. So you that's know, you're right. It wasn't on an album, was it? <laughs> I mean, it came out later on the re-releases, but not, not back in the day. Yeah. Like so, Mom, yeah, were, same thing, right? Exactly. So they would say, Oh, bring your 45, bring your 45. So there you go. Okay. Now next up we have one of my favorites, too young to rock and roll off of wouldn't you like it? Tell us why you like that one. Oh, that's a supersonic jets worth of entertainment right there. I mean, energy for days. Uh, and it was one of those that I would use cause I would have to do it often. Uh, defending the rollers is like defending your sister's honor up on the water tower. Oh yeah. Were, yes. Were a 14 or 15 year old boy in the seventies, you know, and you were into their music. You had to constantly, I don't even know if you had to, but you felt, you felt compelled mm -hmm. to defend them musically. So yeah. I would whip this one out when my fog hat, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin bros were telling me that the rollers were crap. I would say, oh yeah, well, listen to this, you know, and I would drop yeah. the needle on the record and uh, too young. I mean, just, just a great song and energy again, it's power pop at its finest. Yeah. And that, that has a good piano roll too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Maybe I'm a piano guy. Maybe that's what's Maybe. happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a listen to too young to rock and roll. Shaking it all over town. Too young to rock and roll. about 
the next song that you chose because it's one of my favorite uh, Duncan songs of all time. Tell us about Hello and Welcome Home. I think it was the standout for me um, when I bought Elevator. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what was a real drag was that that album, as many critics have said, is is um, song for song, probably the best thing they ever did. And maybe one of the finest power pop albums of all time. Right. Mm -hmm. It's making lists and, nowadays for sure. Yeah, I would say that uh, unequivocally. And that's mm -hmm. a big word. But mm -hmm. this particular tune, which I understand predated the Rollers, it was a, a rabbit song that that Duncan brought over, just like working for the people and yeah. God save rock and roll. And I don't know what else, but um, this one being being the big Beatles fan that I am, I thought was, you know, Rollers do the Beatles. Right. And Duncan sort of oh, had no. that vocally anyway, you know. Yes. Um and just, uh, I mean, lyrically, it's strong. The production by Peter Kerr is great. Um, this was the one I think that that should have probably been a massive hit single from that album. And I think Arista didn't know what they had. And yeah. I think the Rollers contributed it contributed to it being um, not as successful successful as it could have been, you know, with the pill on the cover and all of that. So I just think there was a lot of confusion within the band. I think they didn't really know what to do, but they, they knew that they wanted to be their own guys. And when they brought Duncan in, that was a statement. Uh, I agree with him that they probably shouldn't have dropped Bay City from their name. But, you know, at that time, I think they didn't know they're coming off the Croft show. Right. And they, yeah. they just, had a lot of stigma to try to beat down. And I can't say that they were ever really completely successful in doing that. But this song pound for pound is to me, maybe, maybe the greatest recording that the rollers ever did. It's a fantastic oh, wow. Duncan wow. song productions. Wonderful. The band plays every bit of it. So well, love the bass line. Uh, I think Woody plays his butt off on this thing. And so anyway, I just, I just love it. I just think it's for the Beatle fan in you. How can you not love hello and welcome home? Well, let's take a listen. a time to remember when loving was free and all I could see was the love in your eyes no sign of goodbyes what could I
That is such a beautiful, beautiful song. And I love the story that um, that Duncan told us where it was Eric's idea to slow that down and make it more into a ballad because it was a little bit poppier, the rabbit yeah, version. Right. Yeah. So Eric's input was definitely spot on. It's just absolutely beautiful. I never right. get tired of hearing that one. And mm -hmm. speaking of Mr. Faulkner, your next song is a song where he's taken the lead on the vocals. Uh, when Will You Be Mine? Tell us about this one, Dwayne. Well, it's an Everly Brothers song, isn't it? I mean, it yeah. could have been. Yeah, could have been. Uh, love the harmonies. I'm I'm a harmony uh, guy from Jump. I mean, that's you had to break it down. Like, what's the consistent thing in songs that Wayne likes? It's it's harmonies. I mean, that's why I'm such a Beatles fan. Raspberries, you know, love Beach Boys. Yeah, um, and so I think that the harmonies in this are fantastic. And it is absolutely homage to those brothers, Everly, and they do a great job of it. I mean, um, you just listen to the rolling drums, sets up the chorus each and every time. Um, yeah, When Will You Be Mine is the Everly Brothers hit they never had. <laughs> Let's take a listen to When Will You Be Mine off of Once Upon a Star.
a really good song choice. I do love that song. I am a bubblegum pop music lover from the get-go. Always have been, always will be. And that's definitely one of my favorite songs. And your next song choice is Suze's favorite song. She says this song slaps. Mm-hmm. Without money, honey. <laughs> it slaps. It does. Uh, it? That's what the young kids say, Wayne. Yeah, it's fire. It's on fire. When we start saying it's no longer cool. Yeah, in fact, that, that went out the window about 12 seconds ago. Exactly. So, well, um, we sure. talked earlier about Marianne and um, yeah. the fact that uh, that was the B side to this. And then, I, if you recall, I, I said that at the time I thought it was better than the A side. But over time, what was I thinking? Because this is. Uh, this is, you know, this is Eric's money shot, right? No pun intended. Yeah. Um, Eric and Woody. I mean, um, I, I think it's more Faulkner than Wood, but that's just my guess. Um, based on who was wearing the sweater. It's been hinted. It's been hinted. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he have a sweater that said money, honey, right on he it? Did. He did. So that was like a, you know what that was? That was an old school OG version of like the rappers now that have to name check themselves in their own songs, right? <laughs> yeah. Eric was kind of doing that before it was cool. See? Before that's everybody awesome. Did. All that's missing would be like Drake on the verse. Then it would be fantastic. <laughs> Snide like a fox, yeah, just to see what, yeah, I love this song. And I love the guitar. It's crunchy. Um, 
I think it was a perfect song to follow Saturday night up with because it wasn't Saturday night. You know, it would have been very easy yeah. to come with something that was uh, a lot more like that. Instead, I think uh, purposefully, they came with something that had some really nice power chords, which this does. Money, honey, you ain't oh, got no sorry. respect. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think you put Laura to sleep. Oh, I'm like, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hello? Hello? Sibilance. Sibilance. <laughs> All right. Good together. I, I was waiting for you to introduce it. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Let's take a listen to Money, Honey. Money, Honey.
Well, like Laura said, that is hands down my absolute favorite, favorite Bay City Roller song. If I had to pick one, that is the one I will pick every time. I'm also partial to Rock and Roll Love Letter. But this one, I think someone somewhere needs to cover this. Chris Stapleton, come on, somebody. It, mm -hmm. it just, it just, as they say, as they used to say, slaps. <laughs> yep. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think maybe Rock and Roll Love Letter could have even been a better follow-up to Saturday Night. But yeah, I think it was important that they put something out that was written by the guys as opposed to another. Oh, player. that's true. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. I should have said yeah. that when we were talking. Well, they and they probably pushed for that too, and good for them. Good for them. It was it was a good choice. And why didn't I say that? That would have been brilliant. Well, well you, you did say, say it. it now. Oh, did you I say it? it? Yeah, you just said it. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you there just you said it. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Your your next song choice is "Off Strangers in the Wind," and it's "Where Will I Be Now." Tell yep. us about this choice. Oh, I think that it had it not been for the Croft show, um, this song was a top ten single that just nobody played and it's too bad because it's you made me believe in magic part two um yeah. oh yeah great chorus um less sings the bananas out of it and um it didn't get its due you know which again i understand because the shelf life you know the expiration date had come right so i think that <clears throat> between um you know all the personnel changes and the uh the kitty show and all I, I i think there was just so much going on away from the music that affected the music sadly mm -hmm. because um you know my only criticism about strangers in the wind is i think it's a it's it's ballad heavy and i think harry maslin would tell you that too that they probably um ventured into air supply land a little bit too much there you know but they were in love with the strings and woody was learning how to play sax and which I understand he still has Harry Sachs. So just to, just to put that out there. Okay. Uh, Woods, if you're listening, Harry wants his Sachs back. Chances are he's not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, what am I thinking? What was I thinking? Anyway. Uh, but just in I case. Just that, uh, where will I be now if you hadn't had all of that and it just came out? Like you didn't know who the band was. It just came out. It would be a killer um debut single for some band oh yeah. yeah or like i said you know you made me believe in magic part two now i guess a detractor may say well you know it, it is kind of almost so much like you made me believe in magic that um they were being derivative of themselves i don't know but i mean it's got some of that dum 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 same stops and starts that the mm -hmm. other one does and the strings are good and um i think it's a standout on on this album and uh here it is. Yeah, let's have a listen.
All right. So Wayne, your next song, um, we can actually accuse you of you picking the song because it's life imitating art on this choice. Uh, <laughs> talk to us about life on the radio. Well, it all started when I was 21. <laughs> we, need, we need the Wayback Machine. Woo. Yeah. Well, if that was the case, then I would have chosen Turn On the Radio, which I did not. Oh, okay. Because you had to turn it on before you got the life. I, I got you. <laughs> yes. Um, life on the Radio, I dig the video because um, video killed the radio star, and I'm living yeah. proof of that. Yes, it um, did. You know, it's just... Uh, got bagpipes in it i mean probably the, probably the reason why i love it so much it is a I good love song. how they come in and they sort of take over for a minute and uh it's hard now to think of the song and not not see some certain images right video changes everything and it really wasn't until 81 and mtv that we seriously started getting into video mm -hmm. so from that perspective Timing was perfect. I mean, it was 81, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I liked uh, I liked Derek directing the bagpipers, right? I thought that was yeah. cool. I liked, uh, I liked all the guys sitting around sort of uh, circa 1930s, you know, live radio broadcast. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Um, you know, smoke coming out of Eric's mouth for whatever reason. Was he vaping? I think he was an early vapor. Yeah, early vapor. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, he was like going, I don't even know what he's saying there. What is he saying? I don't know. Don't we'll hear know. it here in a minute. But yeah, uh, yeah I just think it's kind of ELO-ish, kind of beetle again. You know, there's that Duncan Beatles thing. Um, yes. Anytime at all you call me. It's just beautiful. I, I love the song. And, um, you know, I know I said earlier, hello and welcome home, but this would be right up there with that in terms of my favorite Duncan sung rollers tune. I mean, this wasn't it a single? I think it was. That I don't know. Didn't do well. I mean, didn't do anything. No, but that's true. Sadly. That was, that was uh, again, it was epic and it was uh, it was after Arista. And I and I, I like the Ricochet album. I know Duncan's kind of down on his vocals on this record, but I, I don't agree with him. You oh, are I would wrong, agree. Mr. Yeah. You are wrong. He is. Well, let's take a listen to the song Life on the Radio.
Emily, I love that you picked that one and talked about the video because the video is just absolutely theatrical. <laughs> There's it so is. many layers to it and so many aspects. And I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy seeing them all dapper in their 30s um, attire. They looked very yeah. handsome. Well, they what's great very, about very that handsome. whole series of videos is that, you know, budgets are what they are, right? Right. So they, had, they had limited, uh, you know, money to spend and they needed to get them all done. So if you notice, there's kind of like some things that spill over from from video to video, you know, in terms of wardrobe, location, you know. It's, yeah. It's kind of, kind ah, of interesting. Okay. Yep. Hey, all about the all about the budget. <laughs> yes. Well, next up we have another female. You picked my Lisa. Tell me why you you like that one. Well, I I was over Virginia and Marianne. I I felt like <laughs> both of us had uh, come to a place so all three of us. So I moved on to Lisa. And um, I remember reading once that this was one of Les's favorite songs that the Rollers ever recorded. Um, and he just called it Lisa. He didn't call it my Lisa in the interview that I saw. Hmm. Um, maybe, maybe he had a girl called Lisa. I don't know. I know we had a girlfriend at one point. You know, like I'm thinking now, did they girlfriend. even write this? I don't think they did. I think this is outside. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, probably another Jimmy Einer, Clive Davis here, try this one. And uh, it worked. It's just melancholy, you know? Yes. Um, sad songs say so much. And it is sad, you know? Um, what does it save me from this crazy world I'm in? You know, mm -hmm. I just, uh, lyrically, it's great. Again, you know, Les is such a, an amazing talent vocally. And, and he, um, uh, he turns it up here. I just love the way he hits these notes. And, uh, and again, I, you know, I think, I feel like as long as I'm in my bedroom and nobody's paying attention, I could probably sing along to this one too. Pretty good. So isn't that what it's really about with these songs? It's like, you want to be able to turn them up and sing along and uh, whether they're rockers or even these ballads like this one, it's just, it's kind of cool to understand every word and to be able to get into it lyrically and all that. So Definitely. Well done, Mr. McEwen, and the rest of the band as well. This is my Lisa. Lisa, 
Yeah. No, that was great. That's okay. That's okay. Hey, you okay. know, you're the professional here. But I did um, Google real quick to see who wrote that song. And it was uh, Samuel Mervis, Eorgan, and Tony Ciuto, which I think wrote another song. That name looks familiar, but it was not written by them. So, Wayne, you are absolutely correct in that. Okay. Yeah, that, that album actually had quite a few covers on it. Yes. More than, uh, I mean, like, It's a Game. I think their thing was like, no, we're going to write this record, right? Whereas dedication, they still hadn't hadn't. Uh, I think I think Clive wanted hits, so yeah, there are quite a few covers on dedication. I only want to be with you, and don't worry, baby, and yeah. You know. Wayne, we're going to talk about your next song, "Every Tear I Cry." Yeah. Um, Strangers in the Wind. Uh, I think there are. You know what I would have liked to have heard? I would have liked to have had a record that took the best of, of It's a Game and the best of Strangers in the Wind and just put them out as a, as a you know, either a, well, it wouldn't be a double disc, I guess. In other words, get rid of the Shirah Shirah for Hollywoods. Sorry, mm -hmm. you love that. I'm sorry. No. Um, and even All the World is Falling in Love. I just never, but The Pie and Every Tear I Cry. And we talked earlier about, uh, um, another song called Where Will I Be Now, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think there were enough great moments on that album to save it from being what People Magazine described as uh, one of the worst albums ever recorded. You know? I always thought that was really overly harsh. Um, That's really mean. Yeah, but, you know, Harry produced both of these albums, so I think if you took the best of both, and it would be one killer record, right? And yeah. Every Tear I Cried, just nice... Uh, 
kind of rollicking. Is that a word that you would use mm-hmm. to describe this? Sure. Rollicking? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's I, take I, a- oh, it's a good driving song. It's kind of like the Eagles. You know, you like to listen to them while you're driving. Yeah. I think it's, I think every tear I cry is a great, again, another killer less vocal and and a good a good driving tune. All right. Well, let's, let's take go a driving. listen. <laughs> we'll take a listen to every tear I cry.
Um, I like that song, and you're right. His vocals are just beautiful on that. And can you believe it? We're already at the last song. Unbelievable. Um, Where did the time go, ladies? I know. I, you know, we should maybe maybe have made this a, a two-hour show with you. <laughs> um, you picked Roxy Lady, which which I also love. But tell me why you picked it. Well, I like the cars, right? And so, to me, the the guitar at the beginning, doom, 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 you know, was kind of cars-ish. So I think oh, I liked yeah. it for that reason. Um, what's the other Eric song that's on Ricochet that I'm just forgetting the name of right now? Um, it'll come yeah, to me later. But but between the two, I, I felt like I need I couldn't choose them both because I like them both. But I, I went with Roxy Lady because I remember seeing them in '81 in uh, in Lake Tahoe, and it's actually where I. Uh, I met Duncan was at that show. They're playing with Elvin Bishop, which is really strange double bill. And when they introed this song, Eric said, uh, this next song is, and I'm, I'm totally uh, paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, if you've ever gone out and met a, a lady and really enjoyed your time together and you end up bringing her home and you get a handful of a surprise. <laughs> you know, so that's I think that's what this song's about is uh he's a she or she's a he or I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. A, ha a handful so of for the, uh, for, for the curious. It's uh one of Eric's better songs, I think. <laughs>
right, Wayne, thank you so much for being our guest this week. We absolutely love speaking with you. Thank you, I Wayne. I always love talking to you too. Hope you uh, hope you continue to turn out the great shows because this is now my favorite show on the radio. Oh my gosh, thank you. Well, thank love you. It. Keep thank flying you. the flag. Well, listen, Wayne, do you, you want to um, you know, plug your new show and where can people find you? Oh, sure. Uh, over in the corner in the fetal position. But besides <laughs> that, same. Same. You can, go to, uh, you can just go to waynecoy.com and that's where the podcast version of the show lives. And we're also on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and Facebook and all those other places where you can stream live too. So it's a all new right, it's great. a new thing. Thanks for putting the word out. Good luck. Yeah, good luck, Wayne. Thank you. And I just want to say a special thank you to our wonderful producer, Gail Shackley, as always doing an amazing job. Thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us in the live chat tonight. And as we say goodbye, please remember, don't let the music die. When I was young, I played the game, never won Thought rock and roll would bless my soul forever Songs of love and ecstasy remind me how it used to be I thought those days would never end, but now it seems I need a friend I remember all those days gone by I remember all the faces The old familiar places Don't let the music die No, our song could last Yes, the reason why And I remember